Okay. All right. So we have one more. Eleanor and you thought we were done. You thought we were done with Eleanor. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I just love like, yeah. I mean, we've never done three apps. I don't think in no. a row. No, this, this is, is a marathon. This for is a real marathon. A deserving woman, though. No, of course. I think she's deserving of course. Of course. And we're like so happy to do it, but it's just it is extreme. Yeah. Is that your second topo? Uh huh. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. No. I feel like I chug these topos. So it's tradition. Just a little BTS. Of, yeah, I love uh, it. Recording process. We always drink Topo during it. Um, Topo Chico, it's a fabulous seltzer. And I had the least seltzer. two, always. And I was just making sure you had your second one. No, I didn't want to be like... No, what if you like drink three? I would know if you drink three. I wouldn't talk about it, but I would know. it. Just kidding. I, I was really excited. So when we got together with the four of us were supposed to be mm-hmm. together, but yeah. one person did not come. Yeah. We had extra Topo because of just the math. Yes. And I, I think I had three that night. No, I know. <laughs> if I, I mean, like, people have three glasses of wine. They feel wasted. <laughs> I had three Topos. I was flying high. <laughs> So cute. I know. I know. (laughs) Wait, did I tell you that for, um, yeah, for Adam's birthday, we rented out a movie theater and watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No. (laughs) It's really silly. Wait, how do you rent a movie theater? I don't know. I don't, I I don't. Happy birthday, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Adam. I didn't know you could do that. I know. It was crazy. Was it a million dollars? No, I don't think it was a million, but it was, I think it was substantial. I don't know. People, people are trying to make money these days. I mean, like, just like. Was it like a real theater? Yeah, but they did play the movie on YouTube, which was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So when you like saw the screen come up and it was like. There was a moment where I was like, will it buffer? Because like, we didn't know. Like, it was like, it looked like it stopped buffering. So I was like, so nervous. But I forgot all about that crazy scene where they drink the fizzy, (gasps) the fizzy lifting drink. actually a terrifying movie it really it really makes me scared and I do love all the jokes about like the family and grandpa Joe how he's like kind of an asshole yeah it's so great and it makes me really excited because you know they're remaking it I know I know I know know. but it's like a prequel yeah which I need to know see about Willy Wonka's life I don't by sexy Timothy Chalamet I don't know if I care as much about Willy Wonka as I do Charlie like I'm annoyed that the focus has now been shifted to that creepy ass guy Timothy Chalamet cannot play Charlie he's too sexy for that no of course but I want the story to be about Charlie oh yeah you know what I mean Charlie Sarah Sarah Paulson obviously (laughs) (laughs) She's so dynamic. <laughs> okay, bonus up get Sarah Paulson on this podcast where we just cast her and make her read scenes that we wrote about, you know, the Roosevelt or what else? Willie Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, yeah. like all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh my gosh, okay. I love it. Okay. Well, that's a really fun birthday gift. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really well, fun. I'm gonna do that and make everyone watch Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It, I'll I'll give you all the deeds. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. it was really really silly. And did you and bring fun. your own snacks or did? No, they had snacks there if you wanted to buy snacks. This is. I <laughs> Claire, I have a big birthday coming up. I know, and I think this is this is the plan. Yeah, Adam said it was his be best birthday he's COVID-ish ever had. Times. Yes, March. FYI, my birthday's in March. People send me gifts. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's gonna be you know touch and go of what we can do. Um, yeah, it was amazing. So can't probably be in huge crowds, or I don't want to be. So I think this is perfect. Yeah, it was okay. a small little theater. We were we'll vaxxed. We were negative test tested. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. <gasps> was but, it just the two of you, or did? No, I think there were like eight of us there. Okay, so a bunch yeah. of us. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, Okay. <laughs> so anyway. I'm still in this idea. I, I hope that's okay. No, it's great. <laughs> but, um, but no, I was just going to say that the bubbles in the topo oh, yeah. are like the bubbles in the fizzy yes. lifting drink. 
the everlasting gobstopper i mean it's a it's a perfect film it is we I obviously watch watched it. the original with gene wilder i mean i'm not oh, an yeah. absolute wait is there another one? Oh, with johnny depp yeah <gasps> i forget that one even exists i've never seen it i think i've seen that but i do when i think of willy wonka i think of the of gene wilder one yeah. yeah no you need that chaos for no, sure it's so good i saw a really funny tweet that's like um the uh, the CDC's uh, new oh, protocol for, for testing and rapid testing yeah. is uh, they're sending out five rapid tests <laughs> in a golden ticket or in a, a chocolate bar. You have to find it like the golden ticket. <laughs> Oh my god, guys. You gotta laugh, right? Yeah, you gotta laugh. And you know what? Don't I I wanna say this really clearly. If you need to hoard rapid tests because that makes you feel good, do it. I'm not and not yeah. like I, I think that we need to make them widely available, but yeah. because they're not yeah, I, don't know what to tell you. I have a little, a little stash, I'm not gonna lie. Not hoard, like I don't think like billions, like you yeah. know what I mean? But well, I'm yeah, I mean because I think there's folks who are like buying them and then selling them like at a ridiculous price because that's... people needed them. Pre-holidays this was happening. Which yeah. Is, oh guys, it's, it's a tough time. But yeah, it's if you a... have a little stash, save them for events. You know, I like to test before I around yeah. vulnerable folks. I know. I just think that like there's now there's shame for like buying rapid tests. Yeah. No, like, I've seen it was like it's like toilet paper. You know we're afraid not to have toilet paper. Yeah. I guess I still have a little fear of that because yeah. that definitely happened in <laughs> uh, 2020. And uh, anytime I see a, a little roll I'm like maybe I'll purchase this. Yeah. Like, the box, you know, just in case. <laughs> I don't know. This is the trauma our it's generation really, will hold. I mean, our like, kids will be like, "Why the fuck do you have a bodega <laughs> downstairs, a toilet paper?" And I'll say, "Did you live in New York in 2020?" So shut your mouth. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Could not buy toilet paper. I bought. I don't know if I told the story on the pod. Sorry, we'll get to Eleanor. It's not we, that much. I promise. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I bought. I had to buy toilet paper online because I couldn't find it in like the normal stores here, at least on the Upper East Side. And this point, we weren't traveling. Like to another borough to get toilet this paper. This is in twenty like early dark like days. Dark days, dark days, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I ordered this toilet paper online. It didn't come until I think like July. So at that point, like I had toilet paper, but um, it was thirty five dollars without shipping and handling for four rolls. No, so I was like, this is insane, but I need it. I thought it was going to come much quicker. Yeah. And when I got the rolls, I, Claire, I, no. I, no one can see me, but it's it was like the circumference <laughs> was like half of a normal roll of toilet paper. <laughs> And I was like, this was insane. I was definitely ripped off. Whoa. And it came from, like, another country. No, like, that's like, crazy. I don't know what I Googled or how I got You were this. panicking. You were totally yeah, panicking. Yeah, it was, it was I get crazy. It. And to be fair, it was, like, the worst toilet paper I've ever yeah, had. Of course, it was not obviously. comfortable in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, yeah. did not like it. And oh I was like, God. give me that Charmin. Wow. Or Scott, whatever the fuck it's called. But Yeah, there were some definite moments. I mean, yeah. I feel like in so the lately, everybody is kind of, like, having like almost like psychotic fits of like <laughs> flashing back to 2020 because yeah. it's starting to feel so familiar and you have to t- you have to yeah. actively tell yourself that like it's not yeah. but like I'll be in a grocery store and I'll see someone doing something like mm-hmm. crazy like or not crazy but like taking too long in the line or like and I'll have like a fit of like oh my god like yeah, I need to get out yeah. I have to get out of here and it's like no yeah you're okay you're safe everything's okay but it's yeah it's crazy no yeah I, I try to uh, remind myself that uh and this might be helpful for some people listen if you're in an area that has a high surge but like it feels like 2020 but we have to remember we have vaccines we yep. have more testing um 
And we didn't have that last time. We weren't in masks. Like, could you imagine? We weren't in masks in 2020 or part of it. I know. So, like, I remind myself, like, okay, you have so much more I know. protection around you. I know. And it's going to be, that's, no, that's what is. you can do, you know? I know. It's just that the winter brings it out. Yeah, it's, it's like, also, oh, I mean, the sun, cold. Claire and I have done a marathon recording day and it's dark now. Yeah. <laughs> and I got here, it was very sunny. Really sunny, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah the sun yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. You have to turn on every light. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's the winter makes things ten times worse. Yeah, like, it if really. This is July, I think we'd feel differently. Oh, we wouldn't even talk about. We'd, we'd be at the beach. Yeah. yeah, it was like we would not even be having. A think of all the recording we could get done. Oh my god, seriously. You know we don't like record when it's sunny. I know we hate that. Okay, we're warm. Okay. Anyway, Eleanor did not have to deal with COVID, but she did have to deal with she has spoiler, to deal with less. tuberculosis. <laughs> Devin, Devin, do I have a bone to pick with you? I my just... best friend killed my imaginary best friend. Is how I'm viewing this, and I'm upset. Upset about it. TB is just a real bummer, and it like I doesn't mean, won't go away. Like listen, it just won't go Franklin away. Polio. That's true. That doesn't exist now because of vaccines. Mm, interesting. You know what does still exist apparently? <laughs> Tuberculosis. <laughs> because there's no vaccine, so I need Devin to get on it. Because would Eleanor? Could she still be alive if she didn't die in '62? Or she'd be really, really old. She would be like 130. She was born oh. in like... Oh, yeah. Born, born in like... eight. Yeah, like she was... I'm thinking too excited. Wait. <laughs> she'd still be like... I just like envisioned... Her like granddaughter running. is alive. Her granddaughter is 94, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I envisioned like running into her on the Upper East Side. Stop. That's amazing. No, she was born in 1884. So oh, she would be like 120... Something. Yeah, so she died at 78. Whoa, really, really late, which I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She died pretty yeah, late. Yeah, she'd be turned 138. <laughs> so I would not run into her <laughs> on the upper side. Maybe her granddaughter, though. Maybe her granddaughter. Yeah, her granddaughter lives in Maryland. Um, shout out if you're her granddaughter. Reach out. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Should we reach out to her granddaughter? I'm pretty sure her name is, like, Anna Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I mean, the chances of it being that, yes. Do you many... think if we just, like, Anna Eleanor Roosevelt at Gmail, do you think she'll just answer? Like, <laughs> she's got to have that Gmail. Like, who else has that Gmail? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure she knows how to work, so we can definitely interview her. Okay, oh my God. bonus F. A bonus F. I love this idea. I can't believe we got Eleanor's granddaughter. Oh, my God. Stop. Okay. This is so exciting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have some, we're, we're going to jump right in because Eleanor, we're going to jump right in. I say 40 minutes into the talk. I talked about toilet paper for 10 minutes, Claire. <laughs> we certainly did not jump right in. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so delusional. Okay. Okay. Also, like, in real time, it's, like, February. Like, it would, you know what I mean? Like, by the time this comes out, like, it's, like, honestly, it's, like, it's March. Like, it's sunny. Like, Guys, we can travel now. Like, this is how long, like, Claire and I got these, takes to get these episodes out. Oh, my God. Okay. So, FDR dies, and, like, I think that Eleanor is, like, sad-ish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sad ish okay no after like okay so we did in the break should I tell them what we did in the break what we discovered you can do what did I do you can read every episode every column of my day <gasps> yes there's a book there's a book the, the, and the... there's also a website that has every single column of my day yeah. and so I did look up obviously like who wouldn't go I yeah. looked up Right away, I went to the day that FDR died of because I'm an absolute to. monster. Yeah, and I love death, and so <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, especially so, when the president dies. Right, and it said there's no entry, and I was like, okay, classic. You have to mourn. Yeah. So then there's no entry for four days, and then September 17th there's an entry, and it's kind of interesting because it's like she is talking about how she's sad. She's definitely yeah. sad, but she's also talking about how like one man 
doesn't make a movement. Yeah. I think that was sort of the sentiment of it. It was like when Abraham Lincoln died, yeah. like he was taken from us too soon. Or she references Wilson because of his agreements in the, yeah. uh, you know, the 12 agreements. Um, and how he was, in her opinion, taken too soon. But she talks about FDR and she's like, he lived a good long life. And yeah, he did and a lot of a stuff. Lot. Yeah. But it's not, but now that he's gone, that doesn't mean that the work is done yeah. or that the work is gone. Eleanor is rolling over in her grave what's happening right now because this is like right to this moment of voting rights and as I would say American democracy is uh, hanging on by a very thin thread. Crumbling, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crumbling slowly. We're white knuckling to it still. Um, but it is. It, I think it's this comment of like democracy and, and being a citizen in this country is active. It can't be passive. Yeah. I think our generation has this conversation a lot since Obama to the Trump administration that it can't be passive. And yeah. It seems like she had that knowledge that it's not just one man. It's not just Obama that did these great things. It was the people that voted for him. It's the movement. And, you yeah. know, it's not just that one guy who's signing the bill. It's yeah. a bunch of people make that happen. You know, it's yes. I, my master class that I'm watching currently, not the Hillary Clinton one, but um, Gloria Steinem's re- Redefining Feminism. And they talk about, or she makes a comment that it's, you know, people think changes from the top to the bottom, which, like, yes, our elected leaders are important, but it really comes from the bottom to the top because yeah. it's all of us who are voting for these folks that are mm-hmm. going to make these changes. And it, ugh, Eleanor is just ahead of her time, man. Yeah. She got this. So that's, what, that's, like, what she says that day that FDR dies there. That's how she sort of, like, that's how she sort of, like, synthesizes his death in the way uh-huh. that she was receiving probably a lot. Well, she and she says also in that she was receiving a lot of well wishes and a lot of, um, sympathies, but a, a lot of messages of what are we going to do now? Yeah. And now granted, he was the sitting president and yeah. he died. And that's always traumatic, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know that experience necessarily because yeah. we've never had a president die in office. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think that it is earth shattering yeah. on some level. And so regardless of how equipped he was by the time he got to his third term mm-hmm. to do it, um, you know, Truman was probably just like, you know, it's a it's a mess. It's a yeah. mess. You have to like move out the old family. You have to move in the new family, all of yeah. this stuff. And so, it, you know, to synthesize it in the way of like, it doesn't have to stop. It doesn't have to end. We can continue yeah. on. It's, it's pretty incredible. And it also speaks, you know, to this, it's very Roosevelt in the sense that like Teddy was very similar in the way he was like, keep on keeping on, you know, which again, uh-huh. like, isn't always the best way to, uh, process your feelings (laughs) yeah but I think in this in this scenario you know Eleanor was able to synthesize it in a very like feminine sweet and like nurturing way so it's also just such a bummer like he was so close to seeing the end of World War II like official end you know I know I know I know but he did a lot and he was and she was she did a lot they did a lot um when when he does die, Truman says to her, like, you don't have to, because it, oh, they um, give them a week of time to move out. Yeah. And like, we've, like, it's like so insane. No, like, it's crazy. And like, we've seen, dead, but, like, you yeah. And like, we've seen, like, they were so mean to Lincoln. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, um, we've seen this happen enough where, like, yeah. uh, they, they, uh, what's his name? Truman. Truman says, you know, you don't have to go right away. Like, yeah. you can stay. Like, stay, take as long as you need. And she says, um, no, I want to get out. The story is over. So she was like, 
this is it. Like, let's just wrap this up. And again, she wasn't even in, like, she was like, yeah, who knows? She was not with him when he died and she was detached at least from, uh, the, the needing to be maybe the first lady, like perhaps she had found herself outside of that role because she had been able to make her name, her, a name for herself. Um, Right away, people want her to (laughs) run for Senate. They want her to run for governor. They want her to be the president of a college. And this is like, you know, this kind of reminds me of when, um, remember when Oprah gave that speech... And everyone like lost their minds. Oh god, and, like, the Emmys because like yeah. a coherent person spoke, and they were like, yeah. "Run for president!" Right, right, right. And it was like, "Wait a second! Like, we yeah. can't just have like the one coherent woman no. run everyone for president. Like, like, just just yeah. take a second. Like, yeah. this woman's husband just died. She's just like is leaving, being yeah. first lady for twelve years. Like, maybe she can just take a sec. Also, it's like, what does she want to do? I feel uh-huh. like we do totally. this a lot with Michelle Obama. Like, well, th- well, that was the other thing. Like, the like, come on, like we're gonna pick the two. Yeah. To, like, no, it's just Michelle, absurd. I mean, since she left the White House, she was like, I am not doing public life. Like, have you not taken enough from my family for eight years? No, she's like, I hate this. Yeah, so yeah. I always feel totally comfortable saying, when Michelle Obama runs for president, I will quit my job and volunteer for her campaign. Because she'll never do it. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I love it. Kind yeah. of like 2024, she's actually running. I'm just like, what? <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, and I think, like, it's just, let the women, like, Yes, we would love Michelle Obama to be president. We would love Eleanor if she ran for governor. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe let her decide what she's Right, doing. right, right. And also, like, give or it a beat. Give it yeah. an actual beat. I mean, like, yes, she didn't need to live in the White House anymore, but, like... She has a place to go. It's going to be okay. Why are we, like, forcing her to, like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, what is happening? Like, just take it a second. So, um, she moves back to Valkyrie, and she hangs, um, and then she is furious with the way that Truman starts to handle things. Um, she doesn't like the way that he's no. managing the UN and um, the, what is it? She says that she's like trying to keep in contact really close with American delegation over mm-hmm. in the UN because she just wants to know what's going on and she was there a lot when she when FDR was there. Yeah. Um, and Truman actually invites her to be an American delegate. Yeah. Um, so she could be part of these conversations at the U.S. And also because he wanted to get her out of the country. Yeah, because you travel a lot as the U.S. delegate, obviously. So <laughs> he's like, so perfect, like, get I'm her out, out of my hair. So she, so it's like, it's it's from this point that's like a launching pad to what becomes kind of the legacy of Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. which is like the human rights piece. Right. Yeah, because jokes on Truman, <clears throat> she does like amazing work at the UN. Yes. She um, starts to work on the uh, UN, uh, what do they call it? I just want to make sure I have this right. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Right. And she's the chairperson of the U- uh, UN's um, Commission of Human Rights. So mm-hmm. up until this point, you know, it was kind of, um, there was nothing in writing that said, hey, this is how we should treat humans all around the world. Yeah. And obviously, we're just coming out of World War Two, the Holocaust, we all know what that is, we don't need to go into that, atomic bomb was dropped in uh, mm-hmm. Japan, so like, a lot of these atrocities have happened yes. to humans, yes. by humans, yeah. you know, we're attacked, killing each other, um, and, and have these awful thoughts, so... Since there's nothing in writing about this, the UN's like, hey, maybe we should like write rules, right. <laughs> like how we should treat right, each right, other. Right, right. So this is perfect for Eleanor because she loves this. Yeah, you know she she's loves writing. Very empathetic. Yes. yes, she loves to write. She cares about everyone around the world. We were talking about she's very big in the civil rights movement. Um, so 
Yeah, so she becomes the chairperson and she helps write this declaration of, of human rights, which is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that there are a little bit of like, I think what's neat about Eleanor is that she never stopped kind of wanting to learn and wanting yeah. to change. Um, she does have like, a, a, she has a very distinct and deep understanding of the fact that like she was raised in like a very wealthy, white, privileged situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks openly about um, her the some of the anti-Semitic comments that she's made. She talks openly yeah. about some of the racism that she um, perpetuated as a young person. Um, and she, you know, on some level sort of overcorrects in a lot of ways, yeah. but it's not to the detriment of anyone. You know, if yeah. you read again when we were going back and reading the My Day column, the last... Because also I'm an absolute monster. And so I obviously looked at the last <laughs> the last one that she ever wrote. Yeah. And it was two months before she died. And it's about um, integrating the public school system in New York City. Yeah. You know, she talks about um, what, how important that is and why that needs to happen. And it's something that we are still fighting for today. It's something right, that still, it's still has not issue, yeah. really taken place. So, you know, she was, she was so... Um, she was so passionate about the human rights and like you're describing, at least like making sure that all people have rights and that it's written down somewhere that like we need to be treating each other with dignity and respect. Yeah. Which it seems like such a, a simple um, statement or simple yeah. uh, belief to have. Yeah. But clearly not because we're stepping out of the Holocaust. Like, no, it's, it's yeah. not a thought no. that everyone had. And yes. I think for her to, you know what I really admire about her is she saw this you know dignity for everyone on such a a wide scale from you know the intricacies of like a local school system like new york which is yeah a big public school system but yeah to that point all the way to the un's declaration of human rights like that right. is a large scale yeah and i just think it's like wildly impressive that she did that even post first lady because yeah. honestly she didn't have to do that she's yeah. rich she can go live her life in, you know, mm-hmm. Grey Garden style if you yes. want, up at Hyde Park or yes. Bow Hill. And she chose not to do that. She, mm-hmm. again, was very active with the other administrations, took down, not took down, but, like, criticized and had opinions about Truman. And, yes. and all the way up to through Kennedy. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. No, it's amazing. Um, she, do you want to talk about when she gets hit by the car? Because I feel like that's really yeah. dramatic. So she's living in New York City after the, or she has Bow Hill, but she has an apartment here in New York City on East 74th Street. Okay, stop. Don't brag, but like <laughs> Eleanor and I live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, you do. Uh, am I gonna now assume her ghost is around? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, she comes no, to visit. New York she or nowhere. Needs that's to amazing. see what's up. Yeah, of course. So I will run into each other. I'm really yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Um, you already have, I'm sure. For sure. So yeah, she um gets in April 1960. She gets diagnosed with a plastic anemia, which I'm not really sure what that is. I didn't look it up, but sounds bad because she yeah. gets struck by a car. Right. Which New York is a very New York classic New York classic story. New York yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. But but um, who's hitting Eleanor Roosevelt? I mean, can you imagine being that person? The guilt that Stop. person must feel. You How like dare you. you like get out of the car. You're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And then you look up. It's Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, I mean, if it was anyone, obviously it's tragic, no matter yeah, what. But, but like Eleanor, whoa, that's you. drama. Um. So yeah. So she has these problems. I love that she was definitely jaywalking though. Like oh, there's absolutely sure. no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was it her fault? From yeah. <laughs> but like, who cares? Yeah, she's trying to get to. She's making waves. <laughs> She's paving her own path. She has things to do. <laughs> um, so she has complications from this uh, car accident. Yeah. And she, in 1962, she's given steroids at some point to deal with, I don't know, some sort of ailment, which activated, this is terrifying, a dormant case of tuberculosis. Come on. 
Now listen. Come on. We talked about tuberculosis a lot. We've never talked about dormant tuberculosis, which we really need to bring Devin on the pod because Dev... I know. ...works with dormant I know. tuberculosis. So I have a million questions for her. It's in her bone marrow. I didn't even know that was a thing. LSTB. Yeah. So she dies from cardiac failure <laughs> because of this. So it's really sad. But she dies in, in her home in East 74th Street... Uh, on November 7th, 1962, at the age of 78. 78. She, she lived, lived a long life. 78 incredible yeah. years. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, yeah, President Kennedy was at the funeral. Eisenhower was at the funeral. Truman was at the funeral. Um, Elise was making, like, the funeral was at this little town of Hyde Park. Yeah, like, I, I just love that all these, I think we mentioned this in the first episode, or first part, but, like, all these, like, world folks just come and leaders are like, let's go, we have to honor Eleanor, like, let's truck it up the high bar. Let's truck it up the high bar. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And she, yeah, and she, um... She's buried next to Franklin. She's buried next to Franklin. Yeah. That's I have a girl. picture of their, um, their burial site I'll post when uh, this episode comes out. I thought you could see the inscription, but, um... Yeah, he had, was said that he wants to be buried in Hyde Park and next to Eleanor so they can spend eternity together. Before he died, he mentioned that. So She's definitely not spending eternity with him. Yeah, no, but she's on that breeze side. She's, she's like, living it. She's doing things. She's living She's it. hanging yeah. out with Hick, probably. Probably. You know, doing God knows what. I love it. Her. Or like going down the, oh my God, do you think she, she that should she's have been. She was on the ghost tour. I was just <laughs> going to say, she was on our gratitude <laughs> ghost tour. Elise, yes! you know she was there. I Ugh. can't believe we don't run a ghost tour that's like, not really in facts, but like, a just no, we definitely again this shit. podcast is thriller like this podcast was history now is thriller like always and forever <laughs> it's truly my dream. I, I love it i love it okay so i think okay yeah we usually give advice at yes. the end of these episodes but eleanor liked to give advice too she did so we're gonna do something a little bit different at the end of this episode we're gonna read some questions um she had her, an advice column at yeah at one point and we're gonna read some questions Elise and I are going to give our answers, and then we're going to read what Eleanor's answers were. Yeah. Um, because Eleanor's, and, and Eleanor was famous for making her answers very short and concise. Yeah. So, um, there's three questions that we have here, and I haven't, we have not read the answers that Eleanor gives, so yeah. we're just going to be spitballing our own answers okay. first. Okay. okay. Let me get in the mind of Eleanor of, like, what advice I would give. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, I don't, I think that, like, this is good for, like, we should just give our genuine advice. Yeah, I want to see if it matches Eleanor. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Let's see how off I am. I'm, like, not, (laughs) my energy is, like, not matching Eleanor today. I don't know why. Okay. How do I make my kids more appreciative? That's a question that someone wrote to Eleanor. How do I make my kids more appreciative? That's a tough one. Okay. Take away everything from that. I was going to (laughs) say. I'm not going to lie. There was a moment in my life where I had to remove um, electronic stuff from my bedroom because I was having trouble sleeping. Sure. Um, and I remember being very upset that my stereo was taken out because I like to listen to some tunes. Obviously, yeah. So not the same thing because I, I guess I always appreciated the stereo, but um, yeah, removing the thing removing I liked from my life. Um a chore chart, I think, is a classic one. A chore you know, chart. make them work for what they're gonna earn. I like and I think, allowance. I mean, at school, I think that okay, it's like you, Claire, you should have the right answer. <laughs> she said here pretending like you don't spend all day with little people. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like instead of, and then like yeah, so like because we can take it away, which like sometimes the natural consequence, like yeah. we always talk, like it's important to have natural consequences. So like, yeah, if it's time to go. Now it's time to go now. And if you can't get ready now, then you can't come now. Yeah. You know, whatever the situation is. But I also think it's a good thing to 
um, teach children to be uh, teach gratitude. Yeah. And the way you teach gratitude is by explaining to them all the things um, that they can be grateful for. So like something, yeah. sometimes like we, so we do this thing else a lot around the Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. that's when we talk about gratitude. Yeah. Where we do a chart of want and need. <gasps> Love that. And there's only four, there's only four needs. Yeah. And it's clothes. Yeah. Home. Food. food okay. Love in your heart. Okay. Those are the only things you need. Yeah. Everything else you just want. Yeah. And then children go absolutely, absolutely crazy because they can't believe. Yeah, but like, like what I about need my what about toys? Yeah. No, you you don't need that. You just want it. Yeah. What about my seltzer? You don't need that. You just yeah. want it. I, I, I digress. I, it's I tricky. Disagree. It's tricky. It's so hard. It's so <laughs> hard. There's yeah. a few things that I disagree with. Like my coworkers and I go back and forth with like musical instruments. Yeah. That's a tricky one for me. That's <gasps> yeah. a really okay, tricky so one. Okay, so everyone, no matter age, you have your everybody has their yeah. pets. Yeah. Some people, the pets are hard. You don't people. need a Roy boy, but some people do need a Roy boy. I, but right. I, but maybe yeah. they just want it. Yeah. So it's hard. So I think that teaching gratitude is a good way. Yeah. So I, isolating the want from, you know, the wants and the needs. That's a good that, one. That can, that can make the children okay. more appreciative. It would also like make them work at a soup kitchen. I mean, my God. I was going to say, tell them the horrors of the world. Seriously. Be like, you know what? You're not finishing your meal. There's kids who don't have food. Make right. me feel bad. Ooh, I like that guilt. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, let's see what Eleanor's <laughs> advice. Um, okay. Um, uh, ooh, okay, here we go. You can only develop free children from fear by developing a philosophy. You Wait, sorry, I have to start over. This was Eleanor's <laughs> answer. You can only free children from fear by developing a philosophy yourself, which is free from fear. And explaining to children that to live in fear is worse than actually to face the danger of extinction. Okay, that's like FDR too. Like, Wait, what that's fear and fear yourself. Absolutely. Or the only thing you have to fear is to yourself. So, like, she's saying basically, like, it that like just don't be scared of things. Yeah. And always be grateful to be what like what yeah. I don't even get that. Wow, that's like heavy. Wow. Okay, oh. the mother did not understand that and her kids don't appreciate that. <laughs> that's Eleanor, you have to talk really like the people. Yeah, like come on. Like our answers were so much better than hers. Yeah. Honestly, that was crazy. Still fear in your children. Next. Yeah, I know. Okay, moving on. Okay, here's the next question. Here's the next question. That was really crazy. Was okay. Hot. I hope this one's easier. What should a boy of seventeen know about the world? Ooh, oh God, God, do I have answers? What should a boy? boy <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, um, my advice to any parents teaching a boy of 17 is teach them, um, how do I phrase this? Like, consent. Consent. Teach them um, kindness. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to handle, that emotions and feelings are okay. Mm. Oh, I love that vulnerability. Vulnerability mm-hmm. and not, you know, I that emotions or certain emotions aren't delegated to man or woman. Mm-hmm. Anger is a blanket over fear and powerlessness. Okay. <laughs> that's an Eleanor answer. Um, um, also, yeah. like... Yeah, and also, like, learn... Okay. Oh, here's what I would teach a boy of 17. <laughs> Go to home economics class. <gasps> yes, yes, and I want to say that to to boys and girls. But 
specifically boys because we live yeah. in a patriarchal hellscape and they're not going to go to home ex because they don't think that they need that yeah. you do need that yeah those are life skills learn how to sew a button learn how to do the laundry yeah. learn how to cook a meal these are all life skills totally yeah i like I, this is a little that's what i would say a 17 year old i boy. like that your your uh statement of patriarchal society has turned into patriarchal health. Sorry, yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. And it's, it, it, society, we need that new, you know, language evolves. Right. You know, and I think that that's the natural evolution. I'm not even, I'm like, we're laughing, but I'm, yes. I'm serious. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And it's so like, like, again, that. it's the winter sort of start, like, yeah. it's the winter kind of like washing over me that, yeah. It's, yeah, but no, I like that. I think that, that cool. turn of phrase, need, that, that last word needs to change and you, you, Okay, so you're thinking teach vulnerability, kindness, consent. Mine is go ahead a home at class. Let's see. (laughs) I think we're gonna find a nice balance. You will have a much better time in the future if you do not try to grow up too quickly. That's beautiful. I mean, she crushes (laughs) it. She crushes poetry. Goddamn poetry, Eleanor. God damn it. All right, she wins. Fine. Okay. Okay. All right. We got too cerebral with that one. Yeah, that was, well, that was it. That was the only two that we could find. Okay, we failed both of them. Well, there was Eleanor one more question, but it doesn't have an answer. So I just like, I don't oh, even want to read it because that's care. not fun. If you Eleanor's know what I mean? trying to give us the right answer, I don't care. I was going to say, like, we're, we were wrong both times. <laughs> Although I, I think our advice is founded in, in, our advice was founded in fact. Her advice is founded in, like, kindness and compassion yeah. which I appreciate so I think we do need to channel Eleanor a little bit more in that yeah. way you know I think if the three of us combine mm, yeah with her ghost obviously now yeah um, of course unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable her ghost which is alive present and definitely your neighbor yeah honestly waiting for me at home <laughs> oh my god I love that oh my god the sun has officially it's gone nighttime. down it's nighttime it's um, nighttime before we go I do just want to tell this one story if that's <gasps> yes. okay yes 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 our girl Hillary Clinton or yeah. woman Hillary Clinton yeah. um so in 1996, uh, Washington Post writer Bob Woodward, we all know Woodward, uh, famous like for Woodward and Bernstein, yes, mm-hmm. like love that movie, All the President's Men. Or Dick, if you've not seen that. Oh, I've never seen Dick. I've seen... Elise? <gasps> it, That's I, not Michelle Williams, it right? I feel like we me. talked about... raised me. <laughs> I need Michelle to see Williams that. and Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I need to see that. I bought it, I think, on Amazon. <gasps> <if you want. laughs> okay, um, It was reported that Hillary Clinton had been having... <laughs> imaginary quote imaginary discussions with Eleanor Roosevelt from the start of Clinton's time as first lady oh wow um following the Democrats loss of congressional control in 1994 elections that time's midterms, no never forget, forget. 2022 <laughs> uh Clinton had engaged the he- services of human potential movement proponent Gene Houston okay like Hillary Clinton getting like Nancy Reagan vibes up in the White House right which is bizarre because I can't picture Clinton doing this so, no like, I can't a little either worried but she does like love her. the woods and like the mystical cr- mystical creatures she did take the time in the woods post-2016. That's a very good point. Yeah. Okay, so I believe this. Okay. <laughs> Houston encouraged Clinton to pursue the Roosevelt connection, and while no psychic techniques were used, okay, Reagan would have been like, bring in the psychics. Um, there was obviously psychic techniques yeah. used. Um, critics and comics immediately suggested that Clinton <laughs> stated or held a seance in the White House. Um, so, of course, these rumors were spawned that Hillary Clinton is now holding a seance because she wants to talk to Eleanor. Okay, thank gosh. Uh, the White House stated that this was merely a brainstorming exercise, and a private poll later indicated that most of the public believed these were indeed just imaginary conversations. So, people later were like, there's no way Hillary Clinton did this. Um, in her 2003 autobiography, Living History, 
Wait, okay. How many autobiographies has she written? I'm talking about her. Like, this girl, like, she'd have a blog, but she wrote 70 books. Yeah. Um, All autobiographies. Though. Yeah, she's just like, this is my time. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my life. Um, Clinton titled an entire chapter, Conversations Stop. with Eleanor. Stop. And stated that Holden imaginary conversations is actually a useful mental exercise to help analyze problems provided you choose the right person to visualize. So fuck off. She didn't say fuck off. <laughs> and she said Eleanor Roosevelt was ideal. So Hillary Clinton, all that to say, she said that she does like to communicate with Eleanor to get, you know, she feels a kinship <laughs> with her, like we said. She snapped, is what you're trying to say. She, she had a mental breakdown. Like, she snapped after midterms. Yeah. Who amongst us hasn't had a mental breakdown after midterms? I, I mean, come again, on. talk to me in fall 22. <laughs> I'm going to be having a fucking seance with Eleanor and not Hillary. She'll be alive. But, like, you know, yeah. invite Hillary to the seance. Exactly. She'll come. Um, I mean. Yeah. So I just, I mean, but we were just saying, and we think it's interesting how, like, they both parallel, have these really, yeah. like, strong flotus ships. Um, and then took their life's politicals outside their husband. And yeah. I think it's it's interesting that Hillary Clinton did lean into her knowledge of, of Eleanor and like, uh, what would she do? She would have written into Ask Me Anything or whatever that was called. Oh <laughs> my God, you're so right. What do you do if your husband has <laughs> a but you really want to be a senator one day? <laughs> and president. And you have friends. all these great ideas. <laughs> but no one will listen because you're a woman. Eleanor, and what Eleanor do I do? Like a haiku to yeah. like explain... <laughs> The patriarchal hellscape. <laughs> Title of Haiku. Haiku. How many syllables is that? Does it work? <laughs> yeah, but I need you to write a, a poem. I'll do it. I'll do the it. The patriarchal hellscape. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. So I mean, that is um, that's really interesting. I do feel like that is again evidence that she's snapped completely, and that happened <laughs> yeah. in 1994. Because yeah. we thought maybe it From happened in 2016, but like no, 1994, she completely yeah. snapped. No, talking to snapping. She did you read her fiction book? She wrote State of Terror, I think it's called. No, okay. <laughs> she wrote a fiction book. She did. She co-wrote a fiction no, book with some lady. I don't know who it is, that's but it's crazy. um. Why she's working she through her demons. She's working through her demons. I will say. It, it was one of those, like, I call them fast fiction, like a, sure, like sure, a John sure. Peterson. Or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. That Flash was. fiction. Is that yeah. what they call it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was definitely in that style, but it was about uh, a Secretary of State who Stop. came into play um, post a uh, terrible Republican president. Okay. Who Henry tried to Clay, democracy. Henry Clay's entire life yeah. story. So it was, it was just Hillary, like, working through her demons. Yeah, Obviously, course, it wasn't that good. But, um... Yeah, so she snaps multiple times. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. <laughs> we got to yeah. seven partners. <laughs> seven sure. partners. Like, each part will be, like, broken down, like, her breakdowns. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have to do, like, a book review. Like, it'll have to be, like, it's going to be crazy. Oh God, it's going to so be so much crazy. I'm going to start my research now. Oh, my God, stop. Um, well, yeah, Eleanor. I mean, she I and, you. yeah, her and Hill definitely have stuff yeah. in common. There's no, you can't deny it. Um, yeah. I will say, like, the comfort that I have knowing that Eleanor's ghost is walking amongst the Upper East Side. <gasps> true comfort. I'll never be afraid at night again. No, ever. true comfort. This has been an absolute thrill. Wow. What? Eleanor, you were an amazing woman. What a tale. I hope everyone learned so much about her and like her if you didn't. Yeah. Or, or like just, just Google her. her a little bit and be yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, that was these two insane ladies are talking to me. Like what? There's so many books about her. There are, apparently she had autobiography and stuff. So there's so much about her that you can read about every single TV. day of her life yeah. if you want. You can read my day, every day of her life. Yeah. I mean, if you love Not just the days where she's 
dying or her husband's dying. Yeah, like Clarita. <laughs> like I did. Um, yeah, no, you can read straight from her lips. Uh, you can watch that amazing Ken Burns documentary. The Roosevelt's in general are very fascinating. Yeah, it's a fascinating um, story. Yeah, there, obviously we talked about Alice. So like, I mean, there's just like dope women in this family. Yeah, um, incredible. But, yeah, Eleanor, wow. This is sad a little bit. Like, this is the end of the Roosevelt. So we were originally going to go to Hyde Park at one oh, time. Oh, okay. But Omar Khan go. took us we'll over. Yeah, took us over. Ruined our trip. Um, so maybe anyone, we can go and go back. And we we'll should, just, and then if anyone has the contact info for Anna L, who lives in Maryland and in yeah. 94, let us know. It's it's worth the, even though we'll be post Roosevelt, it's worth a trip there and just backtrack a little bit for a bonus app because she, it's such a cool place to live. Oh, you of can course. see, yeah, their like we weird have to. little home and the presidential library and just, no, she's just we so are going to cool. go to all the residential libraries. You'll love the, the electoral maps that they show you. It's, there's so many, I mean, cause he had three of them. There's so many. Oh my it's God. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, so thanks thrill. for coming on this journey with us. I know. Ah! All right. Well, we're next to Truman. Best Woo! Truman. Best Truman. I know nothing about you. Nope. Girls. Let's. <laughs> Maybe we'll learn her name. <laughs> Cannot tell you her name until this book. So. <laughs> Truly, we come. I mean, our theme song really. No. I know. I know. So thank you, Claire. <laughs> Let's never forget Claire wrote. Produced, performed. <laughs> Always and forever. We'll try to learn their names or maybe more than. Yes. Which we'll Eleanor we learned a lot more than. Oh my God. So much more than I knew. Just in my so daily knowledge of, of Elle. But yeah. All right. Well, to the ghost of Eleanor, I see you. I love you. To yeah. all of you, I see you. I love you. Yeah. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay warm. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> and this patriarchal house. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>